This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Outlook by Brooke. Now, I especially appreciate all of the kind messages that I've received, and um, for those of you that were on Truth Social, obviously you guys saw that I wasn't going to upload yesterday. Uh, We had a stomach bug go through our house. Uh, All four of us got it over here. It was super duper not fun, but we have antibodies now, so praise the Lord, we're all doing great, and it's fine. Everything's fine. It was miserable, though. For sure, it was not a fun time. But um, let's get down into some geopolitics because this is, it's been very interesting. Um, Of course, we had Hurricane Ian hit. Um, It knocked out power to some smaller countries, um, such as Cuba. I think it was Cuba. Um... And that kind of made me think, I wonder if there's any backup electrical source out there for um, Camp Delta. I'm sure there is, but just was kind of a train uh, train of thought that was going through my mind with all of the detainees out there that are awaiting tribunals. They also had someone put a picture of this big, like, cloud formation, kind of. It was really weird-looking. It kind of goes from the south tip of Florida all the way up to, like, I don't know, above Nova Scotia and everything. It almost looks like a long arm, but it's basically this big moisture cloud that's going to hit um, the coast of the U.S. and Canada. I've actually never seen anything like this before. So, definitely seems like some sort of weather modification to me. Don't know what the point of it is, but... It was very much so out of the norm. Um, Obviously, parts of South Florida, I think they said like half a million people were without power. And, you know, media is all optics. And I'm by no means am I discrediting those that are losing um, their homes right now, their lives, their jobs, their normalcy. Um, you know, our community went through a great flood in 2016 and growing up in Louisiana, you know, I've been here through Katrina, Rita, uh, Gustav, like you name it. I've been here. I grew up pretty much halfway in between, um, Baton Rouge and New Orleans, maybe a little closer to Baton Rouge, but it's pretty near the middle point. And, um, hurricanes are not fun to go through. However, Seeing some of the media from this hurricane was absolutely kind of comical to me in some ways because I could see this, and I know that others that live in southern cities may have noticed this as well, but a lot of the media that they were showing of, like, this mass flooding and stuff, 
you could see that these were homes that were built 10, 12 feet above the ground that were, you know, meant to go through floods that were low on sea level, that the water still weren't even hitting the bottom of their house. It was just water passing under where they have um, basically these big posts that hold them up. They're pretty common uh, near the coastline. And they were using that as aerial footage to show people how bad the storm was. Which, granted, yes, it was a ton of water. And there's no way in and out to your house. But, I think a better um, view to really allow people to gauge what is really going on would have been aerial footage of, like, major cities or even, like, highly suburban areas. That's just my opinion. Um, I just think that it's kind of um, not really that kind to use the worst of the worst to have everyone in Florida gauge um, what their homes may look like, especially considering how many people have actually moved to Florida in the last three years that have never went through a hurricane. I'm sure they're panicking and and looking at their insurance coverages and all that good stuff. So, just found it interesting. There's always interesting ways that media portray certain things. And honestly, I know that it is impossible for no one to lose anything. But I am praying for the people that are losing things in the path of this hurricane. Because it's something that will change you forever. You never, ever look at a storm the same way again. Uh, we'll move on to some geopolitics, you guys. So, these are the countries that have advised their citizens as of yesterday to move out of Russia, if they are there. U.S., Poland, Bulgaria, Romania, Estonia. Pretty common um, thought process. But then, of course, some video footage surfaces of our idiotic President Joe Biden saying before the Russian invasion ever happened something along the lines of if Russia invades the Nord, the Nord Stream pipelines will not exist. Which, now that that did happen and now that there's three or four leaks just sporadically It actually is not um, out of the possibility to look at the U.S. as a possible um, threat or potential person that caused these leaks. Because clearly there was some malintent from someone who caused the leaks. These types of things don't just happen. The amount of infrastructure and thought and time and care that goes into putting these pipelines. Yes, I could see small leak here, there, um, but not four at a time, not even a large leak because these things were meant to stay in good condition for a very long time. I know that people have said that, you know, there may be um, bombs or underwater nukes that caused it. We don't really know. But this video that surfaced does put a huge target on the backs of the Americans because of our great President Joe Biden, right? Um, 
But on the Russian front, we do have Vladimir Putin. He finished up some um, paperwork today in preparation for tomorrow in which um, they plan on liberating four different parts of Ukraine. I wish I could pronounce them for you guys, but I would absolutely be butchering them. But they're basically the four main parts that are on the border of Russia and Ukraine. Um, they want to be independent of Ukraine. And after everything that came out about what's really going on in Ukraine, can you really blame them? And for those of you that don't realize, Ukraine was actually supposed to establish its borders with treaties not so long ago like less than a decade ago and they didn't therefore whenever Russia technically invaded them was it technically an invasion you know my thought process is like okay up until like what 91 Ukraine was part of Russia and then they broke away and became an independent nation but they didn't establish their borders therefore they technically could be overtaken without question by Russia. But out of the generosity of Vladimir Putin giving um, some freedom to these four nations tomorrow, it should be very, very interesting. They had a vote on it, and most of them were like 93, 94% voting like to not be a part of Ukraine, which is very interesting, very positive. I feel like that's a move in the right direction. Um... Now, Trump did say that he didn't mind stepping in and brokering a peace deal, um, some sort of a treaty between the U.S., Ukraine, and Russia. Now, I'm sure our great president will shoot that down super fast and in a hurry. I'm sure Putin will be like, hmm, not a bad idea. And Ukraine probably is right in the middle because, as we know, this would give them the opportunity to expose themselves because they have been working for and owned by the U.S. for a long time. That's where all of our deep state money has gone into these um, closed banking systems. And so that would kind of force them to have to show all their cards, right? Wouldn't probably be a, the best idea for Russia. I mean, for Ukraine, but Russia would probably benefit from it, and the U.S. citizens would. Not necessarily our political realm of officials, but um, we would probably be looked at a very brilliant mankind for entrusting Donald Trump to, you know, broker some sort of peace deal rather than Biden. Which, by the way, Biden is sitting at some sort of press event this week and he's sitting there calling out for this woman who I think was a senator or a congresswoman last year she passed away and he's just sitting there like he has no idea he's like well where is she I called her name like twice where is she absolutely like making us look like the laughing stock of every laughing stock that's ever happened ridiculous so we're gonna move on because that is a very frustrating subject in itself. Um, they are now covering the White House. They have like some sort of metal fencing maybe that they're hanging canvases from. Which is to the entrance. So you really can't see who's coming from or to or 
you know, it's just making it very secretive, which only really points to us wrapping up things as they need to be wrapped up. We've always said that, you know, or I've always said that October seemed like it was going to be a big month. Maybe it was going to be like the big event, the EVS. Um, lately, I've I've heard a few things that make me think that October is going to be a maybe a huge build to the EVS. Like late October, early November being when the actual main event kind of comes. But October's still not ruled out because there's so many things that... I'm hearing that are going to happen, and in my head, putting them on a timeline, I don't know how they can all be shoved in one month. Maybe they can, maybe they can't, I don't know. I'm not a war general or a timeline creator of any sort. I am just someone that sees the facts and understands how to break them down. Now, next thing that's very interesting is uh, it's been announced that Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband has filed for divorce. And that is, mm, seems like sketchy timing. Now, they said that it's a private matter and, you know, they don't want anything to go public because, like, their relationships, their finances, their kids, their household should all be treated um, as a private manner. But how many things are oftenly dealt with private? Unless, of course, you work for the deep state. So, um, she's someone that I personally liked a lot of the things that come from her as far as her plans for delivering an action. This has been her first term serving. So, so far, so good. Um, but does her, my thing is, does her husband know something? that he would like to testify against her. Because in the U.S. courts, you can't testify against a spouse. If you are divorced, however, you can testify against them. And so ruling that out as an option would not be smart for us anons. Um, I hope that she is not a deep state player, for sure. But if she is, you know, it's time to clean house. She's got to go. A few other things. Kamala Harris, absolutely stupid person, sits here and wants to talk about how we have a important relationship um, with an alliance with North Korea on national television, on Fox News. And I'm not sure who gave this lady this mic or who potentially wrote this speech or if this just came out of her own brain. But we have never been seen as a country that is uh, aligned with North Korea for several reasons. Um, More so, I would say that we've been aligned with South Korea because we've had uh, a military base stationed in Seoul, South Korea for years to protect against a North Korean invasion. So I'm not really sure that she knows what she's talking about. Especially because she was not there in any of the dealings between um, Kim Jong-un and Trump. In which they probably had a better relationship than she will ever have with North Korea. And from what I understand, even those meetings between Trump and him were very much business. A little bit of small talk, a little bit of laughs, but a lot of business. So... 
very, very interesting. Um, once again, her entire president, vice president, the whole thing is really just making it out to us out to be the laughing stock. No shockers there. Um, one thing I do want to add, though, is that in the wrap-up of this movie, however it should be said, part of a possible plot would be invoking the 25th Amendment, which would be, you know, if the president is seem un- seems unfit to rule um, as president or, e- like, even to end his term out, he can be removed. However, Kamala Harris is not eligible to be president. One of her parents is U.S. born, but not both of them are. And it does specify that you both you have to be a natural born U.S. citizen. Both your parents have to be natural born U.S. citizens. So that would lead to a lot of conflict. And I am not really sure... Um, there should be better rulings on this, honestly, because the whole point of having a vice president is if something happens to the president, you know who you're voting for, who's going to run the country, you know, whose hands you are leaving the country in. And granted, I think she has a little more sense than he does. She should have never been a viable candidate for vice president being that she could never take the role as president. So, at that point, what happens? Does it get given to the Speaker of the House? Because I'm pretty sure if Nancy Pelosi ran, absolutely no one would vote for her. And I'm pretty sure if Nancy Pelosi took that seat as president, there's a lot of people that would be really, really mad. And, yeah, all I can say is it would literally be a dumpster fire. Or worse. (laughs) Um, now, obviously we have some other interesting things going on. Um, we have Poland saying thank you to the USA, um, basically saying that we're the one that caused the entire Nord Stream leak. Meanwhile, um, we have like Iranian sanctions going on, like, and the Norway, Poland, Baltic pipeline opens. So we're literally seeing a shit show of oil and gas and and energy and you name it. You think something's going one direction, it's really going the next. It's it's wild. We're on a wild ride, you guys. I can't imagine a world where this movie lasts any more than a month and a half to two months because I mean we thought we were getting disclosure before we are getting disclosure now. Uh Another really fun win for the day, um, our court systems, our um, Fifth Circuit Court Federal Judge Andrew S. Oldham, he made a ruling today for our personal rights, um, our constitutional rights from our First Amendment, saying that these platforms, these um, may not mainstream media, social media platforms do not have the right to dictate what gets censored and what doesn't because we have the constitutional right of free speech and that is what their platform should abide by. That is super cool because obviously we've been able to do that on Truth Social, but 
unfortunately, a lot of people have been very ignorant to that and have not joined. Now, don't get me wrong. True Social has a lot of, um, has a lot of users. However, I think, personally speaking for myself, okay, um, all of my friends are in their late 20s, early 30s. And every time I'm like, oh yeah, I just post something on True Social, they're like, what's that? And I'm absolutely mind blown. Like, where have you been? Under a rock? Because clearly it seems like you've been under a rock. But while, you know, while we're talking about forms of media, um, a while back, I think this was, I think this was like at least a month ago, uh, Russia had signed a law and it said that they would not be putting up with any of the anti-fake news Basically, everything that you portrayed had to be completely factual. There was not going to be any Clinton News Network propaganda um, or psyops or anything like that. So, you had to make sure that you had your facts straight before you reported them. Anything else was not going to be tolerated by the Russian government. Since then, they have stopped broadcasting CNN, CBS, Bloomberg, ABC, BBC, and CBC News. So, not going to tell you guys which news channels to stop watching, but maybe that's a good list right there. Um, I think that is just about it for today. Um, but I did want to share with you guys one thing that I thought was really cool. With everything seeming to have wrapped up, or is wrapping up, the the storm is obviously so close to being here. Um, Trump has a rally in Warren, Michigan coming up, and that is the only one that he has listed as of tonight on his site coming up, which is October 1st. Um, it's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I just found this very interesting. A lot of his rally has comms. A lot of his locations have comms. And if it was up to me, I would think that this would maybe possibly be his last rally. Only for the fact that we've heard so much about this 25th Amendment, about the storm, about a possible arrest of him um, for some ridiculous reasons brought forth by the January 6th committee. But this could be his last rally um, before the big event. And... Let me share with you guys what I found. So, I looked up Warren, Michigan, where it's at, you know, fun facts about Warren, Michigan. Then I just decided to Google, what is the meaning of Warren? And it says, a network of interconnecting rabbit burrows. An enclosed piece of land set aside for the breeding game, especially rabbits. A.K.A., you guys, rabbit holes. We are going down the rabbit holes. If you haven't been already, well, clearly you have because you're listening to my podcast. But (laughs) what a more interesting choice. Warren, Michigan, meaning literally rabbit holes. For his possibly last rally, and what kind of comms will they be? Well, they have because this seems very, very significant. 
Um, I would guess that they would have more comms than lately. And even his last rally, I feel like had a whole lot of comms. So that is something I will definitely be paying attention to. Like my screen time will be fully dedicated um, to watching this Trump rally. Of course, I will come back to you guys with the comms if you're not able to watch it. But if you are able to watch it or even able to attend, very much going to highly suggest that. <laughs> As always, you guys can um, follow me on Truth Social at Brooke Petrie.